All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Uncalled For. Tonight, Trey and I are going to be talking about uh, The Last Dance that I'm sure well, most people have seen and been keeping up with. Uh, we're kind of going to – we just finished the episodes, the final two, the other night. Obviously, it finished Sunday, but I finished them last night. But we're just kind of going to go over a review and like kind of perceptions of – you know, Michael Jordan and the Bulls and all that kind of shit, but uh, enough of the intro. Um, so, Trey, what were your kind of initial thoughts on it? Um, going into it, I didn't really have a uh, – like, I, I knew – everybody knew who Michael Jordan was, you know what I mean? But I was mm-hmm. born in 2000. I never got a chance to really see him play. Um, so it was it was sort of – intriguing to just being able to finally see um a story you know his story told about him and seeing how he impacted the game of basketball and not even just basketball but just like the whole entire world and you know just introducing basketball to the world and making it as as popular as a sport it is today and uh, that's what i thought that was interesting about it you know what? It was kind of crazy. I, well, you said you're, you know, you're born in 2000. I was born in uh, 95. Um, but I didn't. I don't remember him playing for the Bulls. I mean, obviously, it ended in '98. I was three. Um, but I remember being a kid when he played for the Wizards, which was really kind of a weird thing. And uh, I mean, and we're from Northern Virginia. We live like 30 minutes away from DC, and it's kind of weird because. You know, nobody really talks about that time in Michael Jordan's career. Like at all, it's like the Wizards like almost never yeah. happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know. It's like I actually wish in the documentary they would have talked about like at yeah. least that yeah. a little bit or got his explanation of why the Wizards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like how did that happen? And like why them? Why not other teams? You know. Whatever, well, I think that'd have been. You know, I I did a lot of reading um, because every like you said, everything that was in the documentary uh, didn't cover his whole career as an as an entirety. But uh, I wanted to read on how like what pretty much made him want to come back to basketball, and um, I guess he was a work he worked front office and decided to come back and, you know, obviously into his 40s just to come back to the Wizards and be an all-star average when he was like 21 points a game or something like that. That's 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 incredible. And I, I really do think or wish that they could have talked about that in the documentary. But, uh, yeah. Well, was... see, that was the thing with it was the documentary wasn't supposed to be about Michael Jordan. It's about the Bulls as a whole – you know, mm-hmm. about, I mean, obviously it's called The Last Dance because it's all about how it kind of fell apart in 98. And, um, which I thought was, so anyway, what I was talking about before about like being a kid and all that shit. So like to me, when I was like a little kid, say like 99, I remember, like I remember getting, well, 98 to 99. I remember I had a Michael Jordan jersey when I was a little kid, a black yeah. with a black one, and it was my favorite jersey. I like wanted to wear it every day because Space Jam to me was like that was everything. Like I swear to God, I used to watch that shit like every goddamn day. Like and it just would never get old. It was just yeah, was such my, an awesome. That was my favorite basketball movie as a kid. Well, and see, and I was, and then here's a point I want to make. And this is they're remaking Space Jam. They have LeBron in it, but here's here's the difference. Okay. Back in the late ni- in the late nineties, uh, when that movie came out, this was like midly. I think it came out like ninety six or seven, something like that. And um, uh, anyway, at that time, like cartoons for kids, like uh, the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, and all them, you know, they were the cartoons then. Every kid watched them. The Looney Tunes aren't really a thing today for kids, you know? They're not part of the show. So that's the thing where I think with what's going to be different is for this generation when they see when the kids see it with LeBron James, those kids aren't going to have a connection with um the Looney Tunes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, another thing is it's like when I I never watched the Looney Tunes uh growing up, I was 
I was more into other shows, but like when I like nowadays when I think of Looney Tunes, obviously, you know, now that uh I've seen Space Jam so many different times, but even back then when I was watching Space Jam, when I saw the Looney Tunes, I instantly thought of Space Jam and Michael Jordan. So I don't know if other people think this way, but to me, the Looney Tunes um had a connection to Michael Jordan and that's what I thought of initially when I first saw them. Well, see, that's the thing. I think probably the, some of the age gap is like, you know, the late the nineties and all that. I was like Looney Tunes. That was the shit, you know. And then as you got in the early two thousands, you know, you had like Ed and Eddie and Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like for examples of shows like that were kind of the, you know, the main cartoons for kids. Yeah. If LeBron James had like, I mean, I don't even know what's like popular. You're gonna have fucking bald ass Caillou in there, you know, <laughs> fucking playing basketball with him. Yeah, and, I don't uh, know what the show is nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. I, all I know is Caillou because when my youngest cousin was a kid, he loved that show. But that was shit like eight years ago too. So I don't, I don't really know. But I just feel like that was why that was so big for so many people. Why? He, I mean, obviously he was you know, popular with, I mean, teenagers, adults, everybody fucking loved him. But the thing is with the kids, it was the Be Like Mike commercial. But I think for a lot of most kids, especially people like our age, it was Space Jam. That put them on this whole nother level of fame, you know, um, that I don't really know if that could ever be replicated. Because it's just a different time. And you know what's crazy, too? The kind of following he had... And you're talking about before a social media era where you can't promote yourself and all this shit. Like now it's like most people can kind of pick up a following if they're just persistent enough and all that kind of shit. Like he didn't have that. All he had was what the fucking news media would put out about him. And he was the biggest, I mean, most popular person in the world for the most part back then besides probably Michael Jackson. You know, and that's why that's why I always say like that's why I said earlier, you know, just to see the impact that he had on not even just basketball in you know America, but like the whole entire world. Because I don't think you uh, you probably heard it, but at the end when David Stern was talking, he was just like, before Michael Jordan came into the league, they were only uh, showing NBA basketball games in I think it was like eighty something, I might say eighty five countries, but mm-hmm. after Jordan had retired. It was in 220-something. I don't know. It was in the 200s. But, like, for him to do that, to take it from 80 to 200-something and then have people from all over the world play. Yep. And a lot of had to do that. I mean, the Dream Team did that, you know, with the Olympics. But then him just growing as a brand over the years is just, you know, so crazy. You know, what's funny is, like, when they would – kind of what drove me crazy a little bit with the uh documentary the series was that they would literally just jump around from fucking different years all the fucking yeah, time that stuff threw me off i didn't but like you, that I I, what i thought was kind of interesting was like you notice like his last year like 98 like he was like before games he'd be sitting in a fucking room by himself and shit like mm-hmm. with the security around and all that like not even really with the team as much uh, before games, I thought that was kind of interesting, and I think it, part of it was just because of, I think he got to the point he almost had to distance, distance himself from almost the team, you know, because especially, I know they showed in the series, you know, problems with other teammates, you know, leaking yeah. information and shit like that, uh, how he thought Horace Grant was the one putting out bullshit in the media yeah, um, and all that. I just found that really interesting. Um, the whole thing, I mean, I thought it was great. You know, so especially, you know what was crazy to me, too? Was, like, all the clips that they have. It's like, where have all these fucking clips been for fucking... Exactly. <laughs> for fucking exactly. 27 years? I'm like, I've never seen... Like, nobody's ever seen this shit. You know, I guess the... the I mean, the Bulls or whoever just been sitting on that for fucking ever and just decided <laughs> all of a sudden, like, oh, I mean, I now's mean, a good time. Yeah. I mean, like that, I thought that was what was kind of weird. I, I mean, I thought it was cool, but, you know, I was watching it with my dad a few episodes when I was visiting, visiting them, and um, and I thought, and I was thinking that, I was like, I mean, who the fuck, like, nobody's even seen, like, these clips. There's so many of them. So many of them. 
Um, I mean, and I thought it was awesome. And people that don't even like basketball are watching it. Like I see tw- on Twitter, you know, people that I follow that are just like only watch soccer and stuff like that and like other countries. Like they're tweeting about it, like saying like I don't even like basketball, but just seeing how he lived and just following a team, a successful team. Yeah, and it's just interesting to people like, like, I, like my grandfather is watching it. Like he's, he's, he finds it interesting. I mean, he knows who Michael Jordan is. Everybody does, but he's like, I've never really been into basketball, but like, I, I find it interesting. Like somebody and like that. It, it was from, like, not even in college because he wasn't even the best player on his college team. But like that first year came, and it almost like, it, it got me thinking. Like his first season in the league. I mean, just greatness. And it was almost like his first season is when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were saying, he's he's better than us, you know what I mean? So it's just – and then they said halfway throughout the season where he was just the best player in the league already. And, you know, you don't really see that nowadays, so I guess it's not like um, – Well, I think the thing is and what it comes down to, in my personal opinion – like, yeah, he had, you know, he could jump really high and all that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, he wasn't, say, like, somebody like LeBron James is just so gifted in every way possible physically, you know, on the court, mm-hmm. what he can do. The thing is with Jordan, it's 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 his mentality. And that's what they were saying at the end of the series. They were saying it's his ability to just be in the moment and not let shit bother him. And he said, they said, um, why would I let a shot that I bother me that I haven't taken yet? And that's like, to me, is like such a crazy thing that made me think is like, he doesn't get nervous. Nerves don't get to him. You know, that's, that's not something that he registers. And that's what I find so like amazing about that. I was like, think of all the big fucking moments, you know, the buzzer beaters, the everything, putting the team on his fucking back. And not only like, because I'll tell you this too. Being a leader, like you don't have to be the best player on the team to be the leader, mm-hmm. but, but it but it is stressful being a leader sometimes, you know. And to be the leader, you know, with your words, but also do it with your actions, is some would say. I mean, it's twice as hard, you know. I mean, I'll give like an example of of that. Is like say like hockey, okay. So hockey teams, when they have a captain, you know, they have a C on their jersey, just like the NFL, okay? But the, the hockey only has hockey only has one C, okay? And sometimes, I think it used to be more often, that the person that was the captain was not always the best player. And I'll give an example. When Alex Ovechkin, who plays for the Capitals, I mean, he's one of the best hockey players of all time. Through the early stages to the, about the midpoint of his career, he was not the captain of the team. He had the assistant captain, the A on his jersey, for I think like a season. But Chris Clark, who most people I would say, unless you're a real Caps fan, you wouldn't know who Chris Clark is. But that guy was the captain of the team. you know. And it's like, you know, eventually when he first took over, it was like he's leading by example and all that. But Michael Jordan did it all. Like He was like everybody's fucking big brother on the team. And that and that kind of puts me in another spot too, like. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you straight up. All right. Did you think? Do you think Michael Jordan was just an asshole? No. And the reason behind that is because I think that when you have somebody on your team that knows how to win for so long, and I'm talking from a perspective of people that weren't Michael Jordan. Uh, when you have somebody on your team that's won so much, you know, been, you know, played the best of the best and, you know, learned from them and stuff like that. And, you know, if he sees something that when he won, that's not happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't you want him to correct you and if, you know, push you a little bit harder and stuff like that? Because all the sports teams that I've played on, you know, we've obviously had a captain and stuff like that, and they've been they've been hard on other people when they know something is wrong. So it's just it's just the little things like that, and then obviously it paid off because you know when the games came on, um, they knew what to do and they knew 
you know, what not to do. So Yeah, and it's crazy too, like they you could see the players even after all those years of being retired, the respect that they have for Michael Jordan is like think of like Steve Kerr, okay? You're talking about a guy that's you know the heights he's reached coaching the um the Warriors, but it's like the way he talks about Michael Jordan, it's like he's like a little kid and he's talking about like his fucking you know, like his fucking dad or something. He's like, oh, he, you know, I had to prove myself to him and I had to make sure that I did these so I didn't let him down. It's like, you know, it just shows how the way that they looked at him and how much he meant to that team. I mean, obviously showed how much he meant to that team because when he retired the first time, you know, I, I mean, it just kind of showed what kind of team they were without him. Yeah. You know, yes, yes. his leadership and his, his, his... And, demeanor and shit like that because yeah, scotty pippen can't w- wasn't able to do it they said he was a nice guy he is a nice and i and i thought watching it i don't mean to sound disrespectful really but I, he they made him seem kind of soft mentally i thought <laughs> i really did i was like because if you're watching you compare it to michael jordan it's like that dude's soft like for the most part, if he has any kind of injury, he's going to sit out. When his contract thing was going on, he wanted to sit out and man to be in trade. It's like, okay. Um, and, and that's the thing, too, with Michael Jordan. You said that when he, he started crying. I thought that was funny. It's the only time in the fucking documentary he cried when he was like – he's when he said, too, and it, and it was a big thing. He's like, I never asked anybody to do something that I wasn't willing to do. And I – and then he's like – He's all about winning and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, if <laughs> if you don't want to play that way, <laughs> don't play that way. Because that's it. that just put puts it into perspective. You think a lot of athletes today, like professional athletes, I mean, it makes sense. I can't blame them. They're on a team to make money. And to a lot of them, I think winning is just a bonus because at the end of the day, they're rich. But yeah. Jordan, I mean, winning meant everything to him. And another thing he said too, remember he was like the endorsements, everything he had, he's like, My I got those because of how good I was at basketball. Not because of the things I said or the or the things I tried to stand for and things like that. You know, he let his let his and, ability market himself. And another thing that, that I can add on to that is uh when that whole North Carolina was it the governor, whatever it was, yes. um they asked Michael Jordan to basically, you know, endorse him. And yeah. he said, no, because that's not my, that's not my, that's, no, he, I, I'm, I'm a basketball player. You know what remember I mean? He's, yeah. He said though, he's like, Republicans buy shoes too. And, uh, then he said, like, I don't need to clarify that. I was just saying that, like getting on a bus, like it didn't mean anything. And the and, thing is, it's funny. Well, cause, well, yeah. Cause he was like, he basically was like, you know, I just, I didn't sign up to be a role model. I didn't sign up to be an uh, whatever to people. I just want to. I'm just a basketball player. That's all I want to be. Yeah, you know. And that's. I was going to say that. Uh, basically, just took the words out of my mouth. That's that's literally what I was going to say. And you know, just I I'm not gonna. I don't want to sound like this, but I kind of wish you know a lot of professional athletes did this today because it also gives the players uh a lot of um unnecessary hate and stuff like that for expressing their political views and, you know i kind of like what jordan did you know just giving the giving people the image of just you know i'm just a basketball player you know what i mean it, it gave off an image in a way that it's like i'm just a guy who works my ass off and i'm and i want to win everything you know what i mean because he didn't he didn't Arrogant in a good way. Yeah, he didn't do a whole bunch of bullshit. I'm going to say bullshit. But but the thing is with him is like, you know, in a way, like when I said, is he an asshole? I mean, in a way, like, I mean, a lot of people, I can see how they would say yes. But like what you were saying about how people need to be pushed, like he was just the, the ultimate competitor. I don't really think that there's there's not many people like that that are born that way that just because he hated to lose i guarantee you i mean it just showed with his gambling thing but like that guy hates to lose 
fucking anything, and it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. He probably gets pissed off if he loses the lottery. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, and then just like just hearing those stories where if somebody had said something to him or even did something, it's like... You just want to prove him wrong. Put him on a kill list. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, and the next but, time he saw him, or next time he played them, or even the next half, next quarter, anything, he came out and just like, mm-hmm. like that story with that one guy from the back then. Well, the Bullets. We remember they had a back-to-back night, and um, yeah, I forget what he said, but it wasn't even. It doesn't like to me. It doesn't even sound offensive. I mean, I guess it could have been a way, like you know, say I beat you in a game of twenty-one, and it's just like you know, good game or something like that. You know, I guess. Yeah. To somebody, to somebody else's mind, it can come off as like, you know what, fuck you, man. Just take your win and just leave me alone or something like that. But to Jordan, it was just like, you know what, remember that. And then the next night, it was like, and then to come out and then just, apparently he didn't even say anything to him. Yeah, he made it up. Is he? They said he was like, sometimes he make things up in his own head to <laughs> motivate him. And well, that was the thing. Like with uh, they showed uh, when they were playing. Uh, Portland with Clyde Drexler, like trying to compare them when he was early in his career. Oh yeah, and he's like he's like that pissed me off. Yeah. He's like I want to show everybody that I'm better, and um, you know it's just a guy's ultimate because like I mean, most people who grew up playing sports, you every good team has somebody not to that extreme necessarily, but they always have that person that holds a certain standard, you know, and uh, depending on what it was, I mean, sometimes, like, I used to think kind of myself like that sometimes. Like, I used to get really pissed off, like, if, like, when I played football, when, if people weren't trying, like, hard enough, even sometimes in practice, it used to piss me off, And, and I would let people know. Because the thing was, is like when you're a good team, you know sometimes those fine margins is what determines whether you're going to be a champion or not. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember that too. Like in when I wrestled, there was this kid. I mean, it's going to sound bad when I, but there was this kid. You know, you have a partner when you wrestle, like yeah. you know where you practice and shit. And this kid that was like near my weight class, like he would just kind of show up and he never took shit serious, and it made me mad. Because it was like we're all trying to get better, and I'm not gonna get better if you don't try, you don't take it serious. So like sometimes we go out there, I'd go extra hard on him, <laughs> I'd fucking hip toss him and slam his ass, dude, and he would like be almost to the point of just crying on the mat. But it was like I it sounds like I'm fucking bullying and abusing somebody, but it was <laughs> like, but it's just like I it's it's a standard that you have to have if you want to be good. I feel like that kind of got beat out of me because then later in life when I played hockey, I played on a hockey team that we won like a fucking two games in like two years. <laughs> so it was like we're losing. This was like, okay, I don't even like care anymore. It's just beating yeah. out of me. Yeah. You know? And um, But I used to feel that way. I used to fucking hate losing in anything. Nobody does. You know what I mean? Some, but some people are more okay with it than others. Like, you know, like some, I said, I, I feel like that also comes with experience. You know, when you win so much, you can't, you don't want to settle for anything less. No, exactly. And he never did. And I would love to know what he was like, what he felt like when he played for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder, I really wonder, because I wonder if when he played for them, if he felt like he didn't have anything else to prove and maybe he didn't have that chip anymore. I, I wonder that. I wonder about that. And. I don't know. I, I, I would have been. I I felt like that kind of shit would have been, um, just as, um, and I mean I would have been just as anxious to hear about that kind of stuff with with him coming back to play. I was shocked because that's the thing. I watched it on a recording last night, the last episode, and mm-hmm. I could see the amount of time left. I'm like, are they going to get to this? Are they going to get to that part? Are they going to even mention it? You can see one goddamn picture of him in a fucking wizard's uniform. And um but I get it. I know. It's not about the fucking it's not about Michael Jordan, technically it's about the fucking Bulls, but we all know it's about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because would anybody watch that shit if Michael Jordan wasn't in it? No. <laughs> not really. No. You know. Like imagine if they did that documentary and Michael Jordan would be like, nah, I don't really want to be in it. They just <laughs> gonna interview Scottie Pippen, fucking Steve everybody Kerr. else. Yeah, Steve Kerr. 
you know. And I, I'll tell you what, though, I was kind of glad they touched. On, I'm, I am glad they did it um, with the TVMA rating on ESPN uh-huh. because I, I liked the authentic feel of what they're saying and things like that. And I'm glad you know how like shit is when you, you, you know the clips. The clips were, you know. Too. Yeah, exactly. So that's a big thing. And, I, and I'll tell you this, and you know, and I, you hear this a lot when professional athletes or whatever, politicians, whenever they're interviewed, there's always, usually their agent or their PR person will give the interviewer like questions or topics they're not allowed to ask. But it seemed like with this, everything was on the table. His gambling, and the biggest thing I was most curious about, honestly, was like the his dad's death. Mm-hmm. Like I found that they didn't get super into detail about it, but yeah. they kind of brought up questions like he was, why was nobody really reported missing for this long? And it was yeah, like, seemed kind of weird that, you know, people that he owed money. Had... But and, and I don't believe that because fucking Michael Jordan's good for the money. It's mm-hmm. fucking Michael Jordan, yeah. you know, and um, apparently I, I read this that the kids, the kid that killed Michael Jordan's dad. Um, there, so the, two people got arrested. So one person killed him, and then the other guy came because the kid called. They're like teenagers. Called the guy and said, "I killed somebody. I need you. I need your help." And his dad had Michael Jordan's uh, ring, uh, one of his finals rings, on, mm-hmm. and the kid took it from his dad, and they made a rap video, and he was wearing it in the video. The hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that, and um, so I mean, it was like, and apparently today, like, uh, one of the kids, the guy who killed him, was trying to say, yeah, I was working for somebody, and then the other guy that helped him was like, no, that's bullshit. He, it was random. He killed somebody and called me because he's in a panic and didn't know what to do. He tried to rob somebody and killed him. Um, but you know. And another thing that's kind of weird too is apparently where the where he stopped, where his dad stopped to pull over to sleep. Apparently, like he was like right next to a hotel, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, whatever. They still talked about it. I was I was glad they did. I felt like that was a big a big big thing to discuss for his side yeah. of the story. And um, they got a lot of detail. I mean, I I was surprised he even talked about Steve Kerr's father's you know, passing. Cause I knew, you know, years ago, I didn't know about that. I didn't know I, about it. Either. I found about it, la- about it last year because I had a professor, um, for one of my Homeland security theories of terrorism classes that I had actually talked about that. Cause he's like, you guys know who Steve Kerr is. He's like, play basketball, you know, coach of the warriors. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, his dad was murdered by, you know, Terrorists. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I have fucking no idea. And he walked us in because this guy was like a very important person in kind of Homeland Security. He knew the ins and outs of it and was very detailed about what happened, more so than the documentary. Yeah. But I was like, man, I had no fucking idea that, that that happened to him. You know, I thought that was crazy. And I thought that was, you know, I'm surprised Steve Kerr and Jordan never really kind of had a a bonding over that you know i feel like that would kind of make sense yeah, they, of never, thing they said like, they never talked about it about you know, their fathers yeah. you know especially because that's one of especially passing away in a inhumane brutal way like that you yeah. know both fathers being murdered i'm sure it's a and thing there's yeah. no peace or closure with it i think it's a little different I mean, I don't want to get way too out there, but if somebody's sick, you know, it's different than somebody coming and brutally killing someone. Yeah. You know, in an execution style. Um, but I thought that was, I thought it was nice that they got in that. They should kind of show a human side of Jordan, too. Not this just, you know, no bullshit animal that yeah. it's fucking everything. Um. Another thing that I, uh, one thing that I also found, uh, interesting was, um, uh, how he can how he got with Nike. That's, that's one yes. thing that I also, I also loved about too, because everybody knows that I, I love, sh- I love his shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like who doesn't like his shoes, you know? Uh, but 
I didn't know, like, I knew that he, he was into Adidas, but I didn't know the, how, how big. Yeah. I thought that was fucking how he, he was all for Adidas. Nothing else could, you know, touch him and stuff like that. Adidas are, are fucking to this day are kicking themselves in the ass for that. Just not like, you know, but there's no way. Nike wouldn't even, Nike wouldn't even be on the level that they're at now because, you know, they were making uh, track shoes. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, um, I think a lot of people would say, oh, well, you never know. Like, Nike could have blown up. No, it wouldn't be the same because Adidas would have an exclusive thing and it would just be cult because it's because culturally he was such a big deal, you know, and it's like that the cool shoes would have always been whatever the fuck Michael Jordan's wearing, you know, you know, but but the thing like the the pop culture, you know, the impact that his shoes had on me, movies uh music videos um, and the thing is those fashion, two, to this day you know what i mean oh yeah it's a, it's a huge thing yeah i mean there'll never there will never be an athlete that gets to that level again in my opinion it's just not possible because you can't actually get bigger than like air jordan if you think about it you can't get bigger than it unless you because i mean it's it's almost as big as it's it's almost I mean it's a part of Nike, but it's almost like as big as fucking Nike and like Adidas. Like it's just a little bit below on its own, you know. Like and you also got to think too. Back then or nowadays, they're not making like LeBron. Like for example, LeBron, right? He has his own shoes. They're not they're not making commercials just for LeBron's shoe. And they're different because they make them for the sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like not really like a fashion kind of shoe. Like for Jordans, you got it all. I mean, it can be for either you want to play basketball in them, you want them for style, whatever. They have it all, and I, I just don't think they'll ever be. And the thing is, too, it's like, I mean, l- let's be honest. Every other athlete that has a deal, once they retire, it's pretty much over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just the way it is. You know, they're just going to sign a new athlete, the next big thing, and then um, once they retire, it's done. Just like like we said, Jordan's is just a brand that's, you know... It's already cemented its, its place. Forever. Because if it, it was going to fall off, it would have already had fallen off. It would have fell off after he retired. That, that's the truth. And, and, and it hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Ever since... You, you go watch walk into any fucking high school in this goddamn country, <laughs> and uh, and I'm being serious. And it's like that you will find hundreds of kids that have those shoes that are pining for those shoes that are can't wait for them to release. That will wake up in the morning and get on fucking their computer and try to fucking buy a pair. You know, yeah. Pay for pay for bots to get it for them. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's like going to, you know, and you look at the value of them. You can go on uh, reselling, resale sites, and you can see uh, just how much value they actually have. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, they do collabs and stuff like that. So they're always evolving with the times, too. You know, it's not just the same shit all the time. And that's what's important, too. And, um, and obviously he's a smart guy, you know what I mean? Like to oh, yeah. he knows put, to put knows. all that kind of shit together, and um, and I tell you what too, that's the kind of thing I respect about him is not getting involved in like in political and all those kind of shit. Because if you are somebody at Michael Jordan's level, think about how much pull you have with people. Think about how much your word means to people. If if Michael Jordan honestly at the peak of his career would have said, "Hey man, I'm voting for this guy. He seems awesome. This and that." I mean, you could basically win a fucking election just based off of what the hell he says. You know what I mean? It'd be so easy to influence everybody a certain way if you were him. But he never got involved in that shit because he didn't think he it just wasn't his business to him. It's also and, funny to me because even then, like you see a lot of uh, celebrities like actors and you know 
big people like that when they when they retire from whatever they did they they find different pathways to take and stuff like that and mm-hmm. a lot of them get into politics and stuff and you know it's just jordan never did that he always when even after he retired he was always basketball yeah it still is to this day and golf and basketball golf. and golf i mean and i'll be honest like for the most part i think that dude just wants to be he doesn't. He doesn't want to be a celebrity, really. You can Unless tell. Be known as a basketball player, nothing. He just. Else. He just wants. Because think about that guy. Like I mean, other athletes go through it, but like, you just watch those clips in the documentary. Every fucking place he went, it was just people shoulder to shoulder, hundreds, thousands of people. That dude never could go to a restaurant. He can't go to a mall. He can't go anywhere that's a public place because the moment anybody fucking sees him, the whole place is going to just flock to him. <laughs> like, you know what like I mean? the time where he ordered that pizza and had five different dudes at the at the door giving him a pizza. Exactly. You know the the food poisoning game, not the flu game. You know, I'm still gonna, I'm still going to call it the flu game. It just has a better. <laughs> it. Well, yeah, for sure. But um, uh, but let yeah. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Well, let me let me before I ask you, I saw over the over the uh, four weeks that the episodes were being put out, or what however long it was, um, I saw a lot of um, you know obviously Jordan has every a lot more people think Jordan's the goat than LeBron is, but I saw a lot more people coming out and calling Jordan the goat than I have, like, more than ever at all. So do you think that Jordan released this documentary? Well, he agreed to do it, but do you think that this documentary changed a lot of people's perspectives on who they think the greatest player of all time is? Or do you think it was just... I think a lot of people already in their head... Here's the thing, because people over time will forget. I actually think people forgot about how good Jordan actually was because I think sometimes people got Jordan the basketball player confused with Jordan the uh, icon. And people would think Mm -hmm. of him as the shoes, the shoes, the movie, and all that kind of stuff before they would think of Jordan the player. I mean, when they're showing in these fucking playoff games, he's scoring 40, 50, 60 points, carrying a fucking team, you know. And 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 I'll tell you this, too. And I could be wrong if they ever have a documentary for LeBron, but what I've seen and what I've heard, what separates the two is their mentality. I don't think LeBron is the same way that Jordan was. I don't really think – I think the closest – honest to God, I think the closest person that had that same exact winning mentality and the way that everybody looked at him as an asshole, I think the closest thing was Kobe Bryant. As far as that mental, yeah. how they oh, look at the sure. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, I think Kobe Bryant gets a little disrespected sometimes on where people rank him all the time. Um, the one thing is, too, I mean, you could look at it this way. Michael Jordan never ran away to go uh, win when the times got, I mean, the times awesome. really... He did. I mean, the times weren't always rough there. I mean, we won fucking six titles in eight years, but he didn't win them right away. You know, it took time before they won, but he never he didn't run away. But players didn't do that. The league didn't work like that back then. I mean, if he would have went to like the fucking Lakers, imagine he would went to the Lakers and played with Magic Johnson. Okay, we think of that. I think he would have went to the Celtics. I think he would have went to like the Pistons. I mean, maybe not fit really. I mean, hell, he could have fit with the Pistons. They just beat the shit out of everybody, and they had this guy score all the fucking points. So, you know what I mean? It's like you look at it where if he would have – okay, imagine he went to play in Utah and played with John Stockton and Carl Malone, okay? And I could look at – you could look at it that way. I mean, LeBron had rough years in Cleveland, and yes, he did come back and win, but he went away – he did leave because it wasn't working out. Yeah. And, um, but. Well, here's how I look at it like this. I look at it like this, right? Majority of the people that I see of the people that say LeBron is the goat, they're my age, you know, early two uh-huh. thousands, uh, 
2010, stuff like that. They never got a chance to see Michael Jordan play. And I, I didn't either. So I guess, you know, I never got a chance to see Jordan play. But, like, just seeing the the stats, uh, 36 points a game in a, in a whole playoff, like, from the first playoff series to the finals, I'm seeing uh, the highlights, you know, when he's just soaring through the air and stuff like that. I texted my dad. I was just like, look, I would have – I would do, I would have done anything. Like, I wish I could have went back in time and saw him play because like, I mean, if he would have had that big of an impact on like just the game itself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and don't get me wrong. LeBron is, LeBron is great too, but I just don't like, he's not, he's not doing the same thing. Jordan, like I could see it if he was, if LeBron was winning year in, year out, you know, maybe you would have more of an argument, but yeah, he had the six, yeah, if he had the six titles and the two three peats behind him, you could look. At, I think that would change the discussion too. You know, because it's because then people are like, oh well, you know, just because Michael won more doesn't mean he's better. But I mean, at the end of the day, aren't you, you? Most people are judged by what they win. And um, I mean, that's like you look at like NFL players, like quarterbacks. I mean. I don't see that many people holding the torch for Peyton Manning saying he's the best player ever, even though he has the best stats ever. You know? Yeah. I think it's pretty unanimous of who people would say. Who do you want the ball in your hand when it who's who do you want to have the ball when it matters? Okay? And if we're talking basketball and you need one are you picking Jordan or you picking LeBron? Definitely want Jordan. Because and that's another thing too. When I when when I talk to my friends I told them all the time, two of LeBron's rings, and a lot of people aren't going to agree with this, but two of LeBron's rings have came from big shots from other people on his team. Ray Allen against the Spurs, Kyrie Irving against the Warriors game seven. Well, and I'll, I'll give LeBron credit for that one with the Warriors. Yes, Kyrie came up fucking huge in that in that game when they won it. And the I mean, obviously the shot, but I think, Kyrie scored a lot of points in that game too, where they won. Um, it wasn't yeah. like well, you look at like I mean, people say saying like, oh, Steve Kerr hit big shots, but yeah, Steve Kerr scored like eleven points. <laughs> Not and that's what that's, just, that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> I have I have a friend who who tried to compare uh, LeBron's supporting cast and compare it to Michael Jordan's supporting cast, you can't compare the two. They're not the same. Outside of Scottie Pippen, there is nobody else scoring the points. Yep. You, for LeBron, you can you can make the argument that Kyrie was doing it, Kevin Love was doing it. Yep. And, and J.R. Uh, Smith could show up on any night. Uh, and even on the Heat, Dwayne Wade, Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh, Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, and you know, it's there. You can't really compare the two. You had Steve Kerr, who on a career average of six points a game. You can't make that. You can't make that argument. Well, and it's like uh, Jordan never had anybody a point guard that was ever as good as Kyrie Irving. Or a big man. I mean, you had Dennis Rodman, but he wasn't. He was. Yeah, but he's not like. Yeah, he's not like a fucking a Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was not, only good for rebounds and and dirty work. Oh yeah, he wasn't gonna come out there not and points. score. You know, he wasn't gonna come out there and score thirty points and win the game if somebody's having an off night. Like, you know, like you said, Kevin Love, Kyrie, whatever, Dwayne Wade, Chris Chris Bosh, LeBron could have an off night. And it'll be okay, because Kyrie might score forty points or thirty something points. Uh, Ray Allen will hit fucking how if he's open he'll hit a three pointer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He ain't what he used to be, but if he's open, it's probably going in and he'll score every free throw he gets. <laughs> you know, um, you know. I just I just think it was kind of the mentality that separates him a little bit. I mean, definitely. I don't. I would never say LeBron is overrated or anything he's definitely one of the best players of all time one of the best players of all time easily but i think when you get players i think things you know things separate them the fine margins separate the true greatest ones you think championships and then i think at least jordan's mentality was what really kind of made it different yeah yeah you know because you saw it because it was like you would think like, man, that dude. You're watching that documentary. You think, man, that guy is—he's just different. He's a 
different breed. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't know. You don't you don't see things like that. And I think in today's NBA, I mean, he probably would have scored more points. You get a lot more fouls called. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Think of think of the clips you saw when they played the fucking Pistons. Oh yeah, okay? I texted the my dad. Pistons I said I saw at least. Ejected. Yeah, I saw at least three fouls on on this on the same drive. <laughs> on Jordan, you know what I mean? Yeah, they would they would have called the game. They would have called the game, and probably would have the Bulls and today would have probably filed like a fucking police report. Uh, you know, <laughs> for yeah. I mean, you know. it was ridiculous. But I mean, I guess. Um, I, I'm not the I'm not the type of person I don't like to make decisions. So I like overall I this whole documentary just gave me a mindset of just enjoy what you have. You know what I mean? Like just enjoy, you know, who the best player in this specific sport is because I I don't want to make a comparison between who who's better, Jordan or 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 LeBron. I just I just want to enjoy yeah. what I have, you know, right there because you never know obviously uh you know you don't know who's gonna come in and have the same impact as uh, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, you know, those three. You don't know who's going to be up next for that. Yeah, I, you know, and the thing is, I, I and I like that answer because I think so many people get so obsessed about who's the greatest. We need, we need to have somebody who's the greatest. And the thing is, is like we really don't. I mean, we can just appreciate everybody's greatness. Exactly. You know, and some people you could say, okay, well, he he just was better, and this is why. But you can say, but that per- like I said, LeBron's still one of the greatest people of all time. But in my opinion, Jordan's better because of this. You know, and it's pretty fine margins if you really think about it. And uh, that's the thing is like, I mean, that's the big thing like in soccer today. Everybody says. Like Messi or Ronaldo, who's better? You know what I mean. Everybody is like, you go on Twitter, you see anything soccer, exactly. you click on it. Like everybody's like, Penaldo is shit. Just want to appreciate or, it, bro. It's like just appreciate the fact that we get to. I mean, at least in their case, they're playing at the same time. But like, appreciate the documentary for people that never really got to see it to kind of live it firsthand a little bit. And that's exactly. like I thought it was cool when I when I watched those episodes with my dad because it was like. My dad was in his mid-20s during that time, and it's like, well, like, when Jordan first started, because my dad was born in 1970, so, you mean, like, you figure in the mid-80s, my dad was a teenager, so my dad got to see the whole fucking, the whole fucking thing, and uh, he was like, I remember when Jordan's came out, because he's like, because you remember in the one episode they showed the Converse, when they were talking about Converse, right before Jordan was talking about Adidas, and they're like, how Converse yeah. was kind of the big thing for basketball. My dad was like, I remember that commercial, and I had the blue Converse, the blue and white one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because he's like, because that was the shoe that everybody thought those were like the coolest things. He's like, I had those. But he's like, I remember when they signed, when Jordan became big, you know, when he signed with Nike and all that, and then out of nowhere it was like, then you see the commercials and all that kind of shit, and like the how it is culturally and he's like then that became the shoe you know yeah. then you had to have if you wanted to be cool or you know whatever you had to have some jordans on yeah. or at least and some that, kind of nike and my dad was in the same way too because we we had texted when some episodes were going on and um i was just talking to him i was like man i was like you know you got to watch this so like he he had already knew and he he always used to tell me he was like yeah i mean jordan was just the he was the thing like he was that guy back yep. then and i asked my dad too and he was like you know back then he's like honestly like most people everybody was like a michael jordan fan he's like the only people that weren't like a bulls or michael jordan fan were people that were fans of like teams that were good <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you know you'd only hate them if your team's playing against them you know kind of thing but I imagine he probably had some hate, you know, somewhat. I mean, his competitors, I guarantee you every fan that was every Pistons fan or I'm sure every Utah Jazz fan, you know, I'm sure they all fucking hate his guts, but apart from guarantee you probably like Wizards fans or fucking any team that was pretty much bad for the most part, probably supported Michael Jordan or thought it was cool as shit and kind of hopped on a bandwagon a little bit, you know, Yeah. in a way. But, 
you know, I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Um, oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was. I'd recommend. Like, I watched it. Oh yeah, I'd recommend it to. If you have the time, I mean, everybody, it's, it's everybody long. Should watch it. Yeah, everybody should know, watch if it. If you know who Michael Jordan is, you have to watch that, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is there anything else on it you want to talk no, about? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said. I pretty much talked about everything with the whole LeBron, who's better, and this and that, you know? Yeah. I just appreciate appreciate that we even had a Jordan, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, too, I don't know if people know this, but I guess recently in the past few months, Michael Jordan, he built a uh, 18-hole golf course in Florida, like basically a country club. He built had it built. And it's not open to the public. It's only open to Michael Jordan and his friends. <laughs> That's the most Michael Jordan thing. <laughs> well, think about it. It's like the thing he didn't. He just hid in his hotel room. Now he's just gonna hide on his country club. You know, probably That's the most stealing people's like said, you know retirements. You know, <laughs> that's the most Michael Jordan thing ever, bro. But all right, guys. Well, that that you know pretty much concludes our last dance review um we thought it was awesome i mean everybody even the guys that aren't here tonight with us they all enjoyed it um some of them haven't finished the series yet that's why they're not here um and yeah i mean we'll try to i know it's been about a month since we had a lot our last episode up but um you know just trying to keep consistent you know hopefully everybody's still staying staying safe with the uh covid issue and you know, everything, and hopefully that gets resolved soon. But um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget to share with your friends um, and uh, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram um, at the uncalled for, and it's T H E E uncalled for on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and it's the uncalled for podcast on youtube as well we're still trying to work on all that shit up there um but yeah we're on spotify um and itunes and um yeah another thing one more thing happy birthday to uh fellow member jojo big 20 today dub club happy birthday buddy oh is his birthday today yeah 20 Mm. awesome well happy birthday john and um, we'll have you in an episode for the anime soon. But anyway, give us a follow, share with your friends, um, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Peace. See ya.